0: Welcome, guys. It is Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie down here in still hot despite it being (laughs) January, Florida. Up there in cooler, but not below zero. Not yet. Is Karen. It's Tennessee. I mean, Karen. You're never going to get that cold. (laughs) And listen,
1: if if you can pick two worse political states, let me hear it because I fucking swear. But... Yeah, it's going to get down to two this week overnight. Oh. That's like the coldest ever. And my daughter just went back up northeast for school. We're going to be colder than her. Wow. Let
0: me let me just remind you of what it was like growing up here when mm-hmm. the fall clothes would come out and we'd be going back to school shopping. And you'd be so excited because you think, oh my gosh, look, there's sweaters, they're long sleeve shirts. And you realize, well, maybe you need two of those in Florida for that. I know. <laughs> for that one week where it gets a little cold. I remember I had two sweaters that I loved. And that was it. I remember that, was it. Yep, that there
1: was, especially with Seventeen magazine, you'd get their yeah. back to school issue. And there they yeah. would be in these adorable outfits with like tartan skirts or whatever it was. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, yeah. that's wool. If we can yeah. get that in a chemise. <laughs> um, yeah, we were always burning. But it did snow. Remember when we were really young? It snowed yeah, that it one day. It was a day. joke. It was
0: flakes. It, it was, was flakes. a joke,
1: but it was, it was a, a freak technicality. Of yeah. Everyone yeah. was freaked out.
0: Yeah, and good fucking luck getting any boots from your parents mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh doing back to school shopping. Like, no, you're gonna have the sandals you need. I know. <laughs> oh, it was so sad. It was. Um, but, but I miss know. You miss sun. I mean, yeah, I can see missing sun and honestly, okay, so I'm a realtor, people, which you probably <laughs> know. Uh, all but two of my snowbird clients have come down and they are they are hurting my heart <laughs> because they need so much. And, and honestly, all they really need is to know how to log on to shit and watch TV. (laughs) You would think that this is all they've come down here to do, but it's particularly gruesome this year because the weather has been gray for the past two and a half weeks, gray or raining or cold. So guess what? They're all homebound. And they're a little crabbier, right? Yep. Yeah, so they, they there's only so much going out to dinner they can do. There's mm-hmm. only so much uh, they can't go for walks, they can't go sit on the beach, they can't go to the pool, they can't do any tennis, no pickleball, no golf. So it's just But you know what they can Help me out do? with my TV. They, Not, well, they can't watch television till I show up, apparently. <laughs> I, I even left notes this year on little things like press the green button, and I drew the shape of the green button to watch TV. Didn't work. Bring markers work. so you
1: can make it green. Um, what they can do is call Bonnie. And you know what? That's all they if do. They're listening. You should. You should all call Bonnie and just say if they're listening, how how then do we I got a flush, bigger problem. How do I flush the toilet? There is a big okay.
0: Oh Karen, let me just let me just tell you the last one I went in showing the guy how to use the remote and he's like okay well what do we do if we want to rewind it if we want to rewind live tv like pick a channel that we can do the replay on and he goes go to go to fox go to fox and i'm like i can't stay in here for that (laughs) that was that was to me the big saying something i can't stand here for that
1: (laughs) you saw the the Uh, meme about everyone when they go home for christmas delete fox off the channel i swear
0: Um, Well, they won't be able to figure out how to get it back on.
1: Right. That's the thing. They can't watch it. And then the whole United States would change within weeks. Everyone would get nicer. They wouldn't
0: follow conspiracy fucking things. That's the thing. I don't dislike anybody because of their political bent, but it's the hatred that Fox stirs up. Yeah. That has changed people. We've talked about that before. I just anyway, so.
1: plenty of people. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to be on that list, please do. In fact, that brings up, please rate and review us. Uh, and what I mean by that is five stars. Um, on Spotify, yeah. because we knew it as we get bigger and more people find us, they are not going to listen, but they are not going to like what they assume is speaking against the Almighty God. And we've gotten a few reviews that have lowered us on Spotify, and that is totally okay. But you know, you're sitting right there. You're listening to this. Go ahead and just, you know, Spotify it up. And Apple... You can definitely leave a review. I don't know if you can on Spotify, but we thank you. The reviews are just so nice.
0: Yeah, it is funny how people with axes to grind can, you know, show up and and lowball us with stars that well, mess up just, the average. Yeah, they're
1: like, I did not like her on TikTok. What is this? Oh, let me go to her bio. <laughs> let me go to the podcast. One. And that's fine. It doesn't. don't believe your low reviews don't believe your high reviews you know it's one of those also for this let me me be an old fart
0: though let me also say to the the people who figure out where to find you and give a low review to us people get a job
1: (gasps) That's Go very out Fox News. get a News. job. That is Fox News right there. See, I you you don't can care. Delete it Do something
0: more valuable with your time.
1: You know, God's ways are higher than job ways. I want to say <laughs> thank you to Tracy for sponsoring this episode. She gave tons and offerings to our Venmo, everything there. If you're like, how do I find this? How do I f- send in a funny story? How do I find out more about their personal lives and, and get in their business sponsors, <laughs> their newsletter? Business. You know, do all that stuff. You'll find it in the details of this. And we're not going to keep harboring on harboring? Uh, doing Harbing? something. We're, yeah, we're not going to keep talking about that. That's what I wanted to say.
0: But thanks, Tracy.
1: Tracy, you're a top-notch gal. You're prime. Thank you very much. All right, listener, just so you know, we had to stop and take a little break because I uh, had to take a Ritalin. I cannot focus. I don't know. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't, but I think it's because I know so much about what I'm about to say to everyone that
0: (laughs) I thought you just meant because I know know so much much in general. That it's
1: all (laughs) flying around in my brain, you know, rather than having like, I don't know anything about it. I have these two things to say, I have too much. So maybe that's it. What I'm going to tell you, it's about Elvis, and I just listened to a podcast this morning just for a refresher, and I'm not going to mention the name of it. It was mostly good, but it was two younger women, and they were talking about Elvis and his life and just how they missed the point so many times on different parts of it because they didn't live through it and they didn't totally grasp. Right, the feeling, the atmosphere, what was pioneering, what was, just all of that wasn't working when they were talking about it, and I almost wanted to go to Spotify and give them one start. No, I thought they were very good. I would never do that, but I feel
0: because that's a lot of shit. Elvis, Elvis's body of work was so vast. How can you condense that? And just the atmosphere at the so time it's and what was going
1: on and how he was perceived, they sort of put it in a today sort of feeling. You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm not gonna tell you the full story of Elvis since we're gonna talk about his spirituality, his Christianness, and all that. But he was he was well known. He was a well-known guy. He had a twin, and that is important, who died at childbirth. And this comes out because I didn't realize his mother told him right when he was like two or three, sing out loud when there's a full moon and your twin will hear you. So can you imagine?
0: That's not creepy at all. <laughs> how
1: that impacts one, your singing, your responsibility, your survivor guilt. Like that's sort of fucked up. Um, and the whole full moon thing yes. is I don't know. But he grew up very very poor in Tupelo, Mississippi, and I was listening to a documentary called um, The Searcher, Elvis Presley, and Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen, uh, all these people were talking about him, and Bruce Springsteen was saying, you know, when you were born somewhere like Tupelo and you're poor or where I was born, it plays out in your music, you always have inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is why we're not singers, Bonnie. South Florida is not <laughs> rife with inspiration to push us
0: forward. It's... I will, I will agree with that. If you grew up here, it doesn't give you a lot of inspiration uh, for art. But... There was a recording studio in Miami where some people under the Stigwood organization Mm. record label came, and they put out some amazing content in the early Mm. 70s. That's right. (laughs) Here it comes. Eric Clapton. (laughs) One of those. That's right. (laughs) And you know who else was under the Robert Stigwood label? The VG's. (laughs) <laughs> no, very funny. So, um, yep, that's right. So, one of Eric Clapton's most amazing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. gotcha. albums, they all recorded that in Miami. Same with the Bee Gees. Isn't that, that
1: crazy? Is, uh, like, so from that interesting, I just love it. No, go on.
0: <laughs> I think what was happening was they were in England too long, and it was gray and bleak and cold, and they were like, "Oh my God, what is this gold ball in the sky called?" Sun? I think they were like, and I think that
1: that speaks to where sun. can I go to <laughs> sniff crack off a bikini-clad woman? That's what I think. But nonetheless,
0: okay, crack wasn't around then. But go ahead. Nonetheless, but back to Elvis. Elvis. Do you know off the top of your head what year he was born? Earlier uh, than we earlier, were. <laughs> yes. He well, was I'm born asking early
1: ish, and uh, I told you I'm not going to tell you his whole Days life your... story. I'm going to no, leave I'm... out important <laughs> things.
0: Well, hang on, I'm asking because in theory he could still be alive. He wouldn't be that old like there are people older than Elvis would have been who are still alive like Mel Brooks my dad
1: yep so he was born in in 1935 okay so there you go did you know what a one name thing is called mon instead of synonymously it's mononymously Interesting. I just think that's Thank accurate. You. That's great. And that's what okay. Wikipedia says. So, um, oh,
0: so it must be true. So
1: he grew up with his parents being in the Assemblies of God Church, which is a lot of Pentecostal jumping around, hooting and hollering, okay. shaking, dancing, and he loved the feeling of it. They were super poor. You got mm-hmm. to run around your neighborhood. It was very integrated because. Where he grew up, because he was so, because he was so small, because he was so (laughs) poor, he was in one of those small clapboard box houses that looked like someone's, you know, lawnmower shed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there were a lot of impoverished black people around. So it was very integrated and he would sneak into the black churches he would go up to the podium. He would shake his groove thing and all that. And it was sort of built into him that music and movement went together.
0: Because you he know what? They do.
1: Up, they do. They do. Um, and we know that he's one of the original uh, shakers on TV because he ended up on these different TV shows. And not only... Did he make women go, oh, guys are sexy when they can move, but mm-hmm. he was known as being demonic. Like a lot of people, even Frank Sinatra, thought that he, you know, had some kind of devilment or that he was promoting the devil's music because this was way out of left field. Well,
0: and Frank he was also, very Catholic. He, very so, I'm sure. And, and I, I bet you also he was jealous.
1: He well, does you know not what? strike
0: me as the type who was very excited to share the spotlight with anybody.
1: And he did, which is interesting. He had Elvis on his show and paid him what was today a million dollars for eight minutes. Wow! But it was because it would promote his show. Like it was well, his sure. moose watched show and it's a really cute little segment. But at the same time, like Elvis did have like sexual charisma out the yin yang also was a little fucked up by purity culture. And we'll get into that. But as far as Frank Sinatra went. You know, Frank Sinatra sort of had the real mafia. So Elvis yeah. had what was called the Memphis Mafia, which was really just his mostly white best friends. And they called themselves the Memphis Mafia because they yeah. were his entourage. And they all wore this jewelry pendant that had TCB and a lightning rod mm-hmm. for taking care of business. Yeah,
0: not TCB from the song, Taking Care of Business. And
1: not TCB TCBY, this can't be <laughs> Neither of those. But while I'm looking Neither up things, I found so many other things. There's this guy called, instead of Elvis, it's called Elvis Story on YouTube. He's in his 40s, oh. really thick New York accent. And they're just all these YouTube people, all these groups, all these organizations, Elvis Fest that know his life inside and out like wild. And I'm talking people who weren't born even when Elvis was alive. These can be people that were born after that, too. So he definitely has the whole draw
0: let me also tell you this random fact this lady that i work out with the other day she just says to me so you know my husband's dad's an elvis impersonator and i'm like of course i did not know that so i just thought it was such a hilarious oh and you know blah 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 oh um what a what a fun fact to just slip in a sentence as though it's not surprising I don't know well,
1: how much do they make. That's what I want to know. I know. He also has a, sort of a distant relative, maybe his cousin's kid. Brandon Presley ran for governor as a Democrat in Mississippi during this last election tour. And he might pop up or election campaign. He didn't win. We might see him pop up in other things. But it's really interesting. I'm going to get into some of the Memphis Mafia, but Mm -hmm. we know what happened is that Elvis Presley was one of the first ones to come out with the sound that he did because he grew up listening to black churches, gospel music, and black artists. And Mm -hmm. there was someone who was looking for a white person with the black sound, although... He also promoted people on his list who were black people, but he wanted someone to do that because he could get in more doors. And here came Elvis.
0: A lot of people those are, will say... Those are really separate markets back in very, the day. Yeah. Very. Different radio uh, stations. Segregated markets.
1: markets, per se. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of people today would say that this is appropriation and all that, and people do... In that day, you can, it, it's hard not to judge the person in the industry, but to judge history. It's easier for yeah. us to go, that's how it was, than to be yeah. like, I'm mad at that publisher and that person. And in fact, we know Elvis actually did give Verizon and to other black artists. I'm not saying any of this is okay. Hopefully you guys understand that. Yes, absolutely. One of the people that he had gotten his ideas, his movement, some of his sound is Little Richard. I don't know if I told you, but I was driving in Murfreesboro, Tennessee a long time ago. I mean, 15 years ago, maybe. And the SUV right next to me, you know, you're pretty, if you're a driver and someone's mm-hmm. in the passenger seat, you're pretty close to them. And I go, yep. look, and it's little Richard, and he looks at me, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It was one of those, you know, it was not quick, but it was definitely, how does this information correlate compute. that I'm in Tennessee? <laughs> compute. And yeah, he was around here, so that made sense later.
0: Let me tell you my Little Richard thing, too. I was walking down Sunset Boulevard one night on the way to my car from whatever show I was coming from. Scientology. There were peop- yes, that's right. So there were people on the sidewalk looking up as though something was happening in the sky. There was somebody hanging out of a hotel window yelling down at them. And I look up. It's Little Richard. And I'm like, why is little Richard hanging out of a hotel room, yelling at people on the street? And then years later, I come to find out maybe he lived at like the Hyatt house on Sunset, which was also called the Riot house. And (laughs) I'm like, well, this all makes sense now. And I could be wrong about which hotel it was. So if anybody is out there who knows the details and it's wrong, I'm sorry. But yeah. I did look up and see little Richard and like, oh, okay, such is life. Bye-bye. He, <laughs> kept walking. he
1: got around. He got around. And yeah. I mean, Elvis, you can clearly see what was happening and how he got his sound, how he got all those things. But what yeah. he really wanted to be is he wanted to be a gospel singer because there were these terrible, awful quartets that were white people singing some gospel music in that day. And that was really about the only thing you could look forward to. There weren't a lot of choices. There was no uh, sex symbol celebrity musician that Elvis could go, I want to be that. He was that. He was the one that ended up being what everyone would try to attain later. So what he really wanted right. to be, is in one of these quartets that would sing on stage to like Joseph did the da da da, da Jericho, uh, and someone else did Jericho, but
0: and think how little th- things there were to influence a kid of I don't know 13, 15 years old in the yeah. years that he was 13 or 15. Uh, let's see, school, church. Nope.
1: That would not work in that. Yeah, that was going all <laughs> right.
0: Th- that's kind of it. It wasn't like there was social media. There were not a lot of movies if you didn't have a lot of money to go to them.
1: Television.
0: Right. Just all those things weren't. There was just a big black hole of being poor in Mississippi. And
1: so everything just happened by happenstance and then his hard work. And you can go watch your own damn shows about him. There's a bunch. However, the religious part. So when he was on the Ed Sullivan show, uh, no one really plays this much at all because I didn't know it. He talked them into letting him sing a Christian song called Peace in the Valley because it was his mother's favorite song. And Ed Sullivan was like, no, we've never had a religious song on this show and we're not going to start now. But Elvis talked him into it. Mm-hmm. So, you can see that his influence with the Christianity that he grew up in was definitely had a hold on him in one way or another mm-hmm. when he got drafted, which is really weird because we weren't in war at that time, but he got drafted, and nobody got him out we of weren't. it no um, exactly. it was just okay. sort of war time so When he got drafted right on the bus when he was going to wherever, he met Charlie Hodge, who was in one of those quartet things that he liked to listen to. So they Uh bonded right away and they bonded over gospel music and church and the Bible. So he had all these like small little things behind the scenes that nobody really talked about that went into his Christian faith or where he was pulling at things and all that. Before long, he comes, well, he's in Germany. He meets a 14-fucking-year-old Priscilla, which is mind-boggling, and I want to get into some of that. One, I paid money, Apple TV, to watch Uh the film Priscilla because it hasn't been totally released um it is terrible yet it is perfect it is so boring it does nothing priscilla there is no character there she is so vacuous and then sadly every time i look at the interviews it's the fucking same and we're going to get into some discrepancies with her story but you know, he, he was sending people, go find girls and bring them to our parties. And here's 14-year-old right. Priscilla. She has said on talk shows, you know, I was w- older mentally than a lot of the 14-year-olds. Yeah. Well, also, she was very, according to the movies and every interview she's done, you do not see that at all. So maybe she's told herself that's why they worked or whatever. But she definitely didn't have a worldliness. She didn't have, you know, she wasn't like a street smart girl. So I'm not sure what any of that whole not realizing, no, you're 14 was. But at that time, to have her hang out and then to have her live at Graceland when she was like 15, Elvis had to make a deal with the parents of her and say, I really like her. I want to protect her, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So she was definitely groomed all into the situation. And what is interesting is he did not have sex with her. According to her According to some people, they would say, yes, they did. But either way, there are two or three reasons that people and Priscilla and Elvis's housekeeper and all these people said that they married. One is because Elvis gave his word to her father that he would protect her, that that's why he wanted her around. Right. Two... People said that they had had sex, and Priscilla threatened that she would go tell (laughs) people, you got me when I was 14, and we had sex when I was, what, 16, 18, whatever, or 17, whatever it is, and that would ruin his career. But whatever happened, it was an eight-minute wedding ceremony. It was very quickly done. People said that he didn't want to marry her. So whatever his reasoning was, if he was keeping her a virgin, it goes into all the purity culture because he was having sex all through that time. But supposedly oh, with not other with people. Priscilla. Correct. Anne Margaret, yeah. Sybil Shepard later. Like a lot of people, some actress name Ann Helm or something. So, but then there are other people that were saying he was weirdly not having sex with them. So some who were his co-stars, that was where he found his easiest little catches for the romping. Um, One of those was Julie Parrish. She was in Paradise Hawaiian style. And she later said, one time on set, I had... A pain in my side, a side effect of whatever. Mm -hmm. And Elvis scooped me up, carried me into his trailer, shut the door, and the crowd outside or the people outside were like, Oh, what's happening with them? Ooh, hoo. And he was totally oblivious of that because he was putting his hands on the hurting part and praying over her. So he was not into the sex at all with her. And the same with a Playboy actress, Jean Wilkinson. She said that she, quote, met Elvis on the set of King Creole. He invited her to dinner at the Wiltshire Hotel. And then Elvis gave me a tour of his suite. He sat me on his bed in his bedroom for two hours. He sang to me and that was it. So there are a lot of people who were like, he, it was weird. He wouldn't have sex with me when I'm right there.
0: I think that this makes total sense because there was something I was recently watching by somebody, of course, on TikTok saying that men treat women differently from one another. There are some that they treat like, okay, you're I'm you, I'm gonna have sex with, and then some they will put on more of a pedestal and be like, you are pure, I'm going to take care of you. And and treat you with the utmost respect. So it sounds like the ones that you're telling their tale are the ones that he had on a different plane. And Priscilla was probably... one
1: was, was the Playboy actress. One was the Playboy star.
0: Yeah. You know, you don't know what is in somebody's brain deciding which plane to put people on. Because there's no yeah. rhyme or reason to it. But... Uh, there, But I think it makes sense that the people who thought, well, surely he would have banged me are like, well, maybe he respected you and had you on a different plane.
1: Or maybe know. the women really had to break through and be the first to jump on him. And some were waiting for him to make the move. And I mean, there's a lot of speculation, but obviously with purity culture, there is something, and Priscilla said it in her book, like he was proud that they, he and Priscilla didn't have sex for a long time. It was sort of this, I'm scoring some for God. So I'm wondering how he sort of went ahead and and had it with some and some he didn't but there was a lot of mama's boy stuff involved too in the whole purity culture thing and after yeah. he and priscilla got married and they had lisa marie it there was a big issue because elvis had always said i can't have sex with women who have children and that was his own fucking okay. wife so.
0: <laughs> so he said that about his wife
1: He said that, yeah, she fit into that once. Okay. So there was a lot of fucked up stuff. And I think it definitely goes back to purity culture, even before purity rings were around. Yeah.
0: Well, and we were part of that. And what you're just taking for granted that a lot of people don't or know, and they might not, is he was in a ton of movies. Yes he was in a ton of movies where he had his shirt off and he sang and he danced and he cavorted and became this huge idol just enormously
1: he really did and i could get into like how those movies screwed up his career that he wanted and how you know his uh advisor manager really screwed him over and all these things. But again, you can watch those in the movies. But we definitely know that he he was mentally between that situation of being a godly called person blessed with a voice. This yeah. goes back to Jessica Simpson's story. To use and praying before every concert he did with his little posse Memphis mafia that God will bless us and use his voice to then swinging the other way with sleeping with people and doing drugs. So he had that whole human thing, but on this huge scale and public scale.
0: Yeah. And I think drugs do a a really good number on you too. Like you could have one persona when you're sober, and then the minute you start drinking or taking something else, you're a totally different person. That could also yep. contribute to it. I mean, absolutely. It's,
1: it's a complicated it life when you're that.
0: End. It's a complicated life when you're that famous and trying to steer I know, a career I know, girl. when there were so mm. many ways that he could have gone, like movies, TV, recording, just, you know. It's, it's just, And he never it's thought he was good enough.
1: Right. He never thought mm. he was good enough. And this could go back to survival guilt with the twin because his yeah. mother was always talking about that twin. So there's obvious like, well, I survived. I have to do twice as much. And that's why everything yeah. he did was for his mom. Now, a lot of people bring in the mama's boy thing as a big issue, not knowing that Definitely in that day, that was more of an accepted thing and, dare I say, cultural thing. He grew up near a lot of Black families, with a lot of Black families, where it was more traditional to, hey, one day I'm going to get a lot of money and support my mom. She gave me so much. Right. And so that was more of what he did. Also, the whole thing with him meeting Priscilla at 14 I heard on a lot of these podcasts I listened to. Well, he was just trash. He was a pervert. Yes and no. It was still taboo. Yeah. But at the same time, he thought he was doing it like, I'm going to stay away from her till whatever, but he was probably kissing her. But the people who were arguing over mm-hmm. how old a woman needs to be to be with a man were still men. No women's voices were heard in that day in politics to say, we shouldn't be, you know, uh, you shouldn't date us before this and that. No, absolutely.
0: Oh, my God. And don't forget Jerry Lee Lewis, who was of the same Uh generation as he was. Right. I want to say he married a 13-year-old. I mean, it was around the same age. And it was a cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Let me also add in and this is a mm-hmm. complete sidebar. I have another client who talks about her cousin often and instead of his name, you know, oh, and my cousin this and they were dating. All and right. I'm like, okay. Why would you? Mm-hmm. There there's something that doesn't compute with her that I hear cousin and realized that they were dating. And I think that yeah. that's peculiar. I mean, they probably weren't related by blood. I think, I think they weren't. Okay. She's talked but to me about that at but, one point. Okay, all right. You know, but a marriage. Gotcha, And so right. at the same time, though, I'm like, well, you could just call him by his name instead of saying my cousin. Oh, it that's just, true. Wouldn't you hide strange. it a tad? I agree. I don't know. I, I would think that you would just not say cousin <laughs> i agree yeah it's interesting and and uh anyway but i love her so much Anyhow, so said mm, is so her
1: cousin all yeah. right <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah i mean a lot of the things were not excusing at all i'm just putting them right. in the climate of the day and going yeah people were fucked up Oh another reason a third reason people thought that Elvis married Priscilla was that the father of Priscilla was threatening that they could get the statutory rape things against Elvis right. unless he doesn't marry because he would be taking her across state lines when he took her with him
0: everywhere.
1: Now yeah. he was and then cheating it would turn on her into like
0: a federal offense or something.
1: There you go. He was okay. cheating on her the whole time while she was being groomed and staying at Graceland after they got married, just on and on. They broke up because she told him she cheated on him. And that was it. He couldn't right. take that. So there you go. You can be like, men are shit. That was the way men were built that society made them uh, believe that bullshit. And he definitely believed that bullshit. And we can get into that on a different podcast that we don't run. Um, Okay, so some other purity culture things or some odd things is he actually had a, his first love interest on a movie, his first on-screen kiss, Dolores Hart, who did not have a relationship with him. After her last movie with Elvis, she left Hollywood to become a Benedictine (laughs) nun. Sure. And then in 2011, she did a documentary or someone did on her, God is the Bigger Elvis, covering their relationship. I think even though... He had nothing to do with anything with her. All these small things probably add up. And all these little relationships or people that were religious had a big influence on him behind the stage and all the troubles he was going through. I think I've told this story and I forgot till my husband told me. So uh, we went to Nashville. I was invited to like this writer's. The conference and it was at this hotel we went to the bar and there was a couple there Colin recognized the woman immediately as Wanda Jackson I still didn't know who she was she was Elvis's girlfriend for a year he even gave her a oh. promise ring he wanted to get married to her and she is now like the queen of rockabilly she's done things with Jack White and so forth so it was her and her husband And after us buying them all their expensive drinks that they liked, the husband was like, yeah, one time we were at this hotel for her to do something, and it could have been in Hawaii, and the next thing we know, someone calls and says, hey, Elvis wants to see her. He heard that she's here. And the husband was like, I didn't know if I'm going to have to punch Elvis. I didn't know what was going to happen. And when he saw her, he grabbed her up because she's like 50 pounds and swung her around and all that. And, and so, yeah, they said how great Elvis was. A lot of these women who dated him said they never had sex with him, these long term people. So I don't know about her, but I do know if he and I slept together. But you're going to have to wait till part two where we're going to get into some crazy theories and scandals about Elvis Presley. See you next week.